This episode is about the lessons I received from getting COVID-19, as well as moving through an existential transformation. The Embody podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Hello, and welcome back to the Embody Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since I've shared more vulnerably about where I am and about energies and topics that are coming up through me. So I wanted to do that today. I want to talk today about some of the lessons that I learned from being sick. I actually got COVID and I luckily had a pretty mild version of it where I just had a fever and some aches and pains and then a little bit of digestive issue but I am moving through okay, and I I moved through okay physically, and then a bunch of stuff hit me emotionally. But as I look back, I do recall that in the beginning of March, I wrote a poem and shared it also on the podcast, a poem called I Can't Miss, and it's really a poem about unraveling, dying, dismantling, and letting go of an old version of myself to become a new and to step into the mystery and surrender into who I am and what's more aligned with me now. And the scary thing for me about doing that is that it doesn't feel like I have any control over the feelings. It doesn't feel like um, even that my resources are that solid for me. And I did need to reach out to many friends and family and um, my support systems to help me through that time to remind me that it was going to pass and to be able to see an outside perspective of what I was experiencing, which felt like being completely unfragmented and falling apart. And I know that these falling apart times of my life have always led to a new version of myself that is actually the truer version of myself. The next step in my transformation, the next step in my expansion that is completely necessary for me to actually live and to actually be who I am and not cling to just a safe version of myself or the version that I completed. It was hard to pinpoint that I was dying 
a piece of myself dying onto myself, versions of myself that could no longer come forward into the next step of my life when I was in it. I just felt like I was, honestly, on some days, just couldn't stop crying. And felt like everything was imploding into my body. It felt like I was breaking into pieces inside. For some of my friends that maybe didn't know me as well, this was a bit hard for them to understand and they wanted to pinpoint it to things that are more tangible in my life. Like what's what's causing you to feel bad or why do you feel this way? And that's the intense thing about an existential transformation is that it's sometimes unnameable what's going on, but all these feelings are moving through as if just like sickness, it's coming and expressing outward and wanting to make its way through. And sometimes it doesn't have specific words or logic that comes with it that relates to the outer world or relates to what's going on in my life, but more so what's going on in my inner world, what's going on in my spirit and my soul and what wants to emerge. So if you're ever feeling feelings like this, or you know what I'm talking about, if you're feeling this now in your life, or maybe there are whispers of it, it does pass and it does move through. And it is so much better with support. And I just want to say that I see you. I see I see this experience very deeply and it lives in me very deeply when it does happen. And I try to stay with it as much as I can and just be gentle with myself. But I also do anchor myself to resources that just give me some semblance of feeling okay. I'm literally touching my body, my legs, my feet and saying, I'm physically here. I am okay. Nothing bad's happening to me right now from the outside. (laughs) And not from the inside either, if I'm really seeing what's going on, that I'm breaking into more of myself. But that breaking into more of myself can feel like I'm breaking down or that I'm dying. Of course, an emotional death, but it feels so physical as well. It feels like I'm breaking in half or into pieces. I'm also looking at the things in my life and saying, I am so appreciative I have this. The simplest things. I'm so appreciative that I have a pillow to sleep on, a pillow that I like. It feels so comfortable. I'm so appreciative that I have this bed and a warm place to be, and food, and water. I'm so appreciative that I have family here that are alive. And for some of you listening, this may these pieces may not be things you can say, but what is there in your life that you can anchor to? What is there that you can find appreciation in that can give you a, a feeling of safety 
and a feeling of what really matters is there. That you are safe, that you're here, that you're in this body experiencing this moment that is the precursor to what else is coming. And that you get to surrender into this mystery and this unknown and you will make it through. You will make it through. At least that's what I keep telling myself because there are times and moments I feel like I'm not going to make it through. And I think of all the years of healing work, I'm still brought to my knees. I'm still brought to the places where I have to surrender to this terrifying feeling and this terrifying unknown. This is all what was coming up before and after I got sick. And maybe was part of why I got sick or maybe why I was more susceptible to getting COVID. I don't know. But here I was at the tail end of having this physical virus and experience and then being so shaken, more shaken by the emotional experience afterwards. And what was coming up, it was fear, not of my life, like um, of having sickness, luckily this time, (laughs) but more of fear of the future, fear of what am I gonna be doing? How am I gonna make money? It seemed like something big was changing and I was getting ready for it. What was I going to invest in? Who was I becoming? And how was I going to support myself if I became the next version of myself? When we feel like we're steady and anchored and we have a forward path, it can feel so good to just keep going on that path. And I did for some time. I've been doing healing work with myself since probably 2005 and then working with clients in different capacities since 2009 and then completed grad school 2013 for clinical psychology and then was working with all these different embodied practices and I've been in service to people and holding space for deep transformation. And it is something that I completely treasure. I found my sweet spot in it. And that holding space for people to love themselves and to cultivate that love for themselves and to move through the stuff of life that is this soul transformation and expansion that is a coming to home and who who they are. That's been a central place, a central thing in my life. And what I really, in some ways, attached myself to, that this was me. It was my gift in the world. And it still is. And I still want to keep doing that. And yet there's a a whole part of me coming to life 
that wants to step into self-expression in a deeper way, artistry, and create, be the creator, and not quite be in service by um, being in direct service, holding space for people, even though I will continue to do some of that, but to be in fuller alignment with myself and to express these pieces of myself that want to come through, through music and through writing and through my voice. So I guess when I look back, I was letting pieces of myself die, pieces of myself that attached itself to the safety of this passion that I had in healing work and in coaching and supporting people and breaking that down so I could make space for these new passions or other passions inside of me to have have a life. So during this time, when it was intolerable to be alone, when I had broken down to just breathing and sleeping and drinking water. I felt like I was stripped down to basics in a lot of ways, stripped down to nothingness, a void, where then I could rebuild what was important. And it heightened my awareness that just taking care of myself is so important and essential just being able to get myself a big glass of water in the morning to feed myself three to four meals a day. I really need four meals. I'm trying to gain weight still. Even one meal a day, even putting on clothes or showering. There were some days that that was incredibly hard, whether that was physically or emotionally. And to be able to accomplish that, to do that, to take care of myself in these ways, to get sunlight on my skin when I was just being inside and it was cold, these were the things that became so vital. And I was so aware that this was what was going to allow me to thrive and keep me alive, that some of the worries and more inflated thoughts around mm, just like what was important previously, all that became less important. So the lessons I got from being sick and, you know, mixed with this existential crisis were to just that I found a new appreciation of moving slower and taking care of myself, of the little things I do to clean up my space or that I even have a space. I began to appreciate more the people that were in my life, my family and my friends, where before this, I just felt a little overwhelmed by life and a little bit like I needed to... Um, close in by myself. So I guess I got what I wanted and needed. 
but it was brutal. (laughs) I don't really want to get to the place where I'm not able to feed myself or take care of myself and where I feel so physically sick or emotionally sick that then I begin to appreciate things more. But that's how it happened. And I thought I was doing pretty well with appreciating life and appreciating the small things and the simple things, the essential things. But my spirit was ready for another level of that. My body was ready for another level of that, of truly feeling the deep enjoyment of having a meal, of being able to look outside and have quiet, experience quiet, to see trees around me, to see nature, to be able to connect with people and feel supported and support them, to enjoy connection with people. Maybe these are things that you just naturally enjoy. And if you do, that is fantastic. As I imagine it feeds you so much and it nourishes in such deep ways. It really gives that foundation for what can be more. I'm just made to function like this. I'm made to move slowly. I'm made to move with ease and to attract things into my life by my state of being and allowing things to move through me rather than forcing them, rather than putting in a ton of effort, efforting as in like not doing or not action. That's not necessarily efforting. Efforting is like when I'm doing action that doesn't seem to flow with what my inner being feels is right, what my inner being is calling me towards. Sometimes that inner being is calling me towards things that I don't get. I don't get why I need to be doing this right now. I don't I don't understand how this is going to help me move forward or or create more in my life or whatever, but it all, if I'm moving with the flow, then the next piece of flow can come. The next breadcrumb of life comes. And it is being in rhythm and harmony with myself that I deeply, this is the life I deeply desire. So getting sick and feeling through this this spiritual flu as well, feeling through the breakdown and coming to more cohesion in myself, I have been feeling more of that flow with my inner being, more of um, being in sync with what my soul calls me to do daily or momentarily and giving myself the time to do it, not pushing myself too fast, but just going at the pace that my flow wants to go in. 
Sometimes that means just sitting there and doing nothing or taking a nap. And sometimes it means feeling that inspiration to mm, podcast or to do something and moving through even if I have a little bit of fear about or anxiety about it. So another piece of the puzzle of all this is that right before I got COVID, I um, went to a voiceover workshop and I'm I'm thrilled that that landed. It was something I found on Facebook. It was in the Detroit area. I drove out there. I was one of two people in the workshop. And by the end of it, I knew that this, maybe even somewhere in the middle of the workshop, I knew that voiceover was going to be the next step in my life. I'm excited because I'm in a voiceover coaching program now. And, um, it's going to lead me through the process of developing this for myself and coming into creativity, fun, and doing something that um, doesn't rely on me being so, so, so present with another human being and holding space in that way, but allows me to use my expressive qualities in something else that's fun in my life. So that's developing and that's as i'm coming out of this transformative transition of um, intensity it's given me something to structure my life around and to um to build upon and to find fun in so i love the clients that i have i love Um, receiving new clients and referrals from people. I love working with somebody if it is feeling aligned to support people in being in their alignment and going in the flow of who they are and loving themselves so deeply that they can hold a space for themselves to go into the mystery of life, into the unknown. If that's you, feel free to reach out to me and um, have a conversation with me. I offer 20 minutes for free to just explore if working together is something you want to do. And I'm still going to be doing that. And I'm still going to be working with clients, uh, with couples and people in polyamorous relationships. Working with couples is so, so, so satisfying to me because I've developed tools that support them and support people in really communicating with each other and understanding how they can be triggered and clearing up different um, entanglements that we have with our partners, our loved ones, that when we clear these up, we come to more freedom in ourselves and in the relationship, to freedom to love to love at a more clear space, in a more clear space. So I'm going to be continuing that and developing my voiceover work. Um, Thank you to all of you out there that have told me that you enjoy listening to my voice or that you've fallen asleep listening to my voice. That tells me that my voice gives a certain experience or maybe a calming effect. Um, All of that encouragement 
has supported me in getting here today and coming into a fuller expression of myself. I'm not there yet, and I'm hoping that I can enjoy the journey. I'm focusing on enjoying the journey rather than the results, uh, rather than just focusing on the results. But here I am. This is the step I'm at. I'm reminding myself to just take one moment in time at a time, one step at a time. And I hope to convey that message to you too. I know that it often takes an experience for us to be brought to what we need to experience or brought to a different um, emotion or awareness, a transformation. And sometimes the words and energy, the transmission of someone else can truly inspire something in us that's needed. So I'm hoping that for any of you that have needed this message, that have needed something in this message, that you come out with what you need and you find that surrender into your being, your your journey here, and to trust it. To trust that your spirit takes you where you need to go. Thanks for listening today and sending you all just so much love and appreciation. It's been such an interesting time to have a podcast and to be able to put my voice out there and to be heard and received. And um, I thank all of you that have made that possible. So I look forward to connecting with you next week. I want to talk about tunnel vision next week and how that can be a real asset to our joy and our pleasure and what we want to create in our lives. So stay tuned for that and um, stay tuned for some more updates on my voiceover coaching program that I'm taking myself and um, who I become, I guess. Stay tuned for who you become as well. I hope that you witness yourself with loving care along the way and just watch yourself observe the things that happen through you and um, appreciate yourself. So that's all for today. See you next time on the Embody Podcast. Hey, Chris. So I um, got this new mic, ATR, no, the AT2020. I don't know if it's better or not. It's the one that they gave me in my voiceover program. So I'm totally curious how you experience the sound. Um, if you noticed anything through the recording. Um, yeah, I'm just curious because this is what they want me to use for auditions, I think. Um, curious if it's better to use the ATR mic that I had, or actually I got a Shure mic, Shure 50, like SM, S58, SM58, um, from one of my music buddies. So let me know if you have any thoughts on that. And, um, thanks again for your continued work with me.